Hello and welcome to Silly Point, your sister podcast to uh, Handy Point, which has been uh, alluded to in the pr- last few episodes of Handy Point, and we're finally here. We've got it, got it together. I'm uh, Brendan Cummins, and I'm joined by Michael Bate. Hey. And Reese Meekins. Good evening. That's right, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That'll do. That's close enough. (laughs) I didn't know whether you went by like RJ, RJ Meekins (laughs) or something. It's a mystery. I don't even know sometimes. So the Big Ashes year, the the podcast is about cricket, um, which, you know, if you like cricket, then come here to listen to a cricket podcast. Thought we'd give it a go, see what happens. A little bit little bit harder to maybe frame than than the uh than afl because we've got some weird timelines we've got four formats we've got domestic and international stuff to cover so we'll, we'll have we got pink ball is there pink ball there's pink ball this year okay good yeah good. that's in so Adelaide. two types of balls um different colored jerseys that's it it's gonna be a mess are we using dukes no no kookaburra kookaburra mate okay good come on come on race <laughs> Um, so, Ashes, it's Tuesday night, Ashes starts, men's Ashes starts on uh, Thursday, so we're going to, we'll get through some of maybe the, the background of what's happened in the, the domestic uh, tournament so far, and then get into the, the meat of the summer of cricket. So, we had, we've had the, the JLT one day series is wrapped up. Yep, one, one by the Mighty Warriors. Yeah, so just cleaning up short format formats of the game. So, did it, did either of you watch it? Does it have Does it have any relevance, really? It It's just weird because they kind of get it all out of the way at the start of the season. So, yeah, it's like they the, you know cricket Australia doesn't really seem to care about it because it you know you play the one day domestic competition and then the international one day competition is months later. So the form can't carry to national selection really like so i mean i disagree entirely i think white ball cricket at north sydney oval is <laughs> the perfect preparation for an ashes series i really don't know what you're talking about <laughs> so we, we have for those of many cricket fans probably have don't really know what's happened in the one day tournament well to call it that well you can be a cricket it's interesting because it's one of those sports that you can be a fan of the sport and have no idea what has <laughs> happened in, in like one third of the domestic league. Um, but yeah, it's all played over a three week period in Sydney almost every year. Well, th- this year was a bit different because there were a few games at the Wacker <laughs> yeah. uh, in the first week. Is and that, then- that, was that pity on the Wacker given that they're, they're going to have no games forever yeah probably just throwing them a bone for yeah um but it probably helped wa a fair bit at the start there so so we had wa winning it and it's interesting well basically the only interesting thing that's come out of it in context of the ashes series is that sean marsh did really well in the one day the one day tournament and was averaging over 200 at one point just couldn't get out mm. which is crazy considering he's an opening batsman for the one day side so he was just batting through through the whole 50 overs so that gives some context to potentially some of the hate that people 
people have been throwing it Sean Marsh's direction due to, mm. with his with his Ashes selection. So, what do you think about Sean Marsh? It's a weird one, I think, uh, because he seems like he should have probably been in the the side for the last four years, really. But he, he kind of hated on by. Yeah, I think I think his name doesn't help him. I think the fact that he's a Marsh, uh, people think he's just in the team for reasons of nepotism. Um, but I think he's a good batsman. But I don't know, maybe I'm just... I like him because he's from WA and I'm a bit parochial like that. But I think people do forget, you know, he, he was kind of in the team and he was, he was out because he got injured. Um, he played a really good innings in India with Peter Hanscom that saved a test for us. Um, so, yeah, I think he deserves this spot, really. He was the top scorer in the, in the one-day cup and... Started the shield pretty well, and played and played shield really well last mm. season as well. So, just everybody can't. It seems like Mar the Marshes are one of those names that get thrown out that are that they're just going to be the whipping boys. It would probably have been alright if Shane Watson was still in the side because he'd be the lightning <laughs> rod of hate for every. I mean, really, he should yeah. still be in the side. He's <laughs> he's a bloody good cricketer. He could just be the fourteenth man. You know, do you know for when he runs the dreams course? He, he, uh, he was meant to play in like the Bangladesh Premier League or something, but he couldn't because he got injured. So yeah, still getting yeah, injured. That's, that's about right. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. He but, was meant to bat in the Indian Premier League, but he kept getting LBW. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just it's, it seems a little bit of like uh, potentially there are, there's this feeling amongst supporters that there has got to be a whipping... There's got to be somebody to blame for everything going wrong in the upcoming Ashes. Mm -hmm. So do, do you think that that is... Now, and, and Renshaw being gone as well, do you think that is potentially Sean Marsh's... Is either going to be redemption or failure for him? This, time? this is... Again. And, 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 yeah. Again, redemption yeah. or failure for the... How many series in a row would we call this? <laughs> Well, do you think, I, I actually think that Sean Marsh has performed well in t tests. I mean, whenever he's done poorly, everybody else has done poorly. So I think he gets a bit of a mm. bum rap. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play devil's advocate. I have huge raps on Sean Marsh and his brother Mitchell and Jeff and Rod. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone named after a wetland belongs in a test 11 in my view. But uh, how, how many chances does a man get? Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot. I don't know. His record. <laughs> if you have a look at his record, there's nothing. If you, you look at his performances on paper and his his averages and his conversion rates are actually pretty good. It's, so I don't see there's this lot of a, a lot of feeling that he's probably been blamed for a lot of losses and a lot of poor performances, but he's actually performed pretty well at test level. So mm -hmm. I don't get I don't get where the hate comes. For him. I think there's been players that have done worse for longer that have probably got away with it. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him. And I had a dream last night. It's really <laughs> weird that he that he was interviewed and he was just like, because like, I don't think I've ever heard him interviewed, but he was just a massive bogan in my dream. Is that right? <laughs> he just he just was just like. Uh, I think he's got a reasonable amount of polish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, how did you wake up after that dream? What state were you in? <laughs> <laughs> and we try to keep it, keep it PG here on, uh, on 
on the plate. So just a euphoric state, <laughs> yeah. just feeling like I'm so happy that Sean's back in the test side. I think it was because I, I read that he was born in Narragin. Yeah, so I, I think that's I, true. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think that was the, I think that was yesterday because it was like going through, having a look at his stats, like going, eh, should he be getting... And saw that he was born in which I think I'd said before. Then into in the dream, he was basically a cricketer slash farmer. <laughs> Do you use his cricket bat as like a scythe to farm wheat? Yeah. yeah. In the dream, yeah. obviously not in real life. That's not practical. Now I can't. I can't. Really, it was. It was in a. It was in a press conference. So I can't remember if it was redemption or failure for him. So, okay. but he was definitely a massive bogan. Yeah. I look okay. forward to that first press conference <laughs> during the summer. <laughs> well, so that's my first Ashes prediction is that Sean Marsh, Sean Marsh will be a bogan. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's got to be a redemption prediction, surely. You're not interviewing Sean Marsh on Channel 9 after the first test if he's failed. He's just bundled out, back into the car and drives home to Narragin. Yep. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long, that is a long walk back. <laughs> uh, no, you see, they definitely interview because how many interviews did George Bailey get in that 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 test whitewash series? He was seen to be interviewed after every innings. <laughs> well, he's a whitewash wizard, <laughs> so you got to get his perspective on things. So is that <laughs> when you when you told me that earlier? So. George Bailey calls himself the whitewash wizard. Yeah, I think it's self-proclaimed. I don't think anyone else has given him that nickname. <laughs> because he played five tests and he won all five. Yep. Does that make George Bailey a good bloke or a dickhead? <laughs> I don't know. I think he's a good bloke. Yeah. I think so. You'd have to be a good bloke to be in a team with Matty Wade, you know, and balance <laughs> that out a little bit. It's, it's just like, is, is he just... Mate, there's got to be a bit of jokiness about that. <laughs> That's... Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think he's. I don't think he's like. Now nah, pick me again. We'll yeah. bloody whitewash the ponds one more time. <laughs> I definitely contributed a lot to that series. His form was. That, <laughs> his form early shield's been pretty good, right? So, yeah, he got a hundred in the last game for mm-hmm. a pretty poor Tasmanian team. So, yeah, against yeah. what seemingly came out as a pretty poor Victorian team. Yeah, well. yeah. I guess so. They got a decent bowling lineup though. So last, the last round of the Shield, we have the Ashes squads coming up. Everybody's eyes are on Wade, Neville, uh, Bancroft and Marsh. And they all, well, Marsh and Bancroft do pretty well in, in that West Australian, South Australia game. But in that game, there was, what, players scoring... Was it four or five centuries in that game and two double hundreds or close to two double hundreds? So Bancroft, double hundred. Double hundred. Weatherall, did he make 150 in the second he dig? So it was two, I think he two made, by 150. I think he made 140 odd and 150, yeah. Oh, not good enough then. Yeah. That's, so do you read into... got to convert those hundreds into 150s if you yeah, want to get in the test team. Do, do you read into the form of Bancroft and, and Marsh given that... It's like they were handing out hundreds in that last round. <laughs> ben, Bancroft has carried the team as much as he's carried his bat in the last three <laughs> Shield games. Yeah, uh, he deserves that spot. No yeah, doubt about it. To, so you're predicting you're predicting Bancroft to to do well. I mean, that's. A- I think so. Yeah, he 
he's in just in incredible form. You know, the, I think what got him the selection was his carrying his bat um, with the, t- I think he got 80 odd and 90 odd against yeah. the Australian attack. You know, that's yeah. pretty impressive. Mm. Um, and he, he was called up to go to Bangladesh a couple of years ago when they and didn't end up going. So he might've been in the team had that tour gone ahead. He might've gone in ahead of Renshaw anyway. Um, so yeah, I think he'll, I think he'll step up and, and deliver. Now there's no arguments with Renshaw going, right? Oh, I like Renshaw. Um, it might, you know, conspiracy theory, maybe because he's Joe Root's mate. They don't want him in the team <laughs> just in case he helps his old buddy out. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have minded Renshaw staying in and Bancroft at six. Um, to be honest, I think that that wouldn't have been a bad move. There's clearly a feeling that we've had a history recently of big batting collapses. So I think carrying a, a player like Renshaw, who's in terrible form, terrible really, form, yeah, really probably doesn't give you much of a an opportunity to to carry him through into good form in an Ashes series where we really should win. You think, right? Do you think? I I can't name anyone of that England side except Joe Root and Alistair Cook. You sound like Matthew Hayden. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got we've got supposedly the world's greatest fast bowler at the moment in James Anderson coming over who has not done anything in this <laughs> Just sorry, sorry for laughing there. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were talking about wokes. <laughs> so do you, want to, do, you, do, you, do you want to do a little bit of a, a, a maybe a comparison between the sides that... Well, do you, do, you, do you have anything to add to the Tim Payne selection or... How long is this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I think... Tim, the Tim Payne thing has been covered a lot. Yeah. It's a very strange selection. Um, I don't know how to feel about it. It kind of excites me in a way because it's so unexpected, but it could could be a piece of genius or it could be a horrific failure. I'm on the, I'm on the pain train. <laughs> on the pain train? I'm on the pain train. Yeah, I want to be on the pain train. So. All, all aboard. All aboard. <laughs> <laughs> It's test cricket. It's test cricket. It's all about the narrative. There surely is no greater narrative than the the once wonder kid of Australian cricket coming back at age, what is he, 50? I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, plucked from fielding third man down Bell Reef Oval to buy yeah. the stumps. Tasmanian the fielder Tim Payne, yeah. as the West Australian yeah. so yeah. dismissively called him. Mediocrely formed Tasmanian <laughs> batsman Tim Payne. <laughs> the the stat about Darren Lehman scoring the most recent a more recent century is yeah. pretty yeah. Maybe, hey, look, he's due. Maybe he's due. Both, maybe both he's just wants him in the sides when you're like, hey, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm, I've got hundred in the shield. I wouldn't put it past. You, I wouldn't put it past Buff to yeah. be honest. Buff selecting him ahead of his own son <laughs> <laughs> just for gags. <laughs> Classic um, buff. So we've got we've got this aging. We've got the, England's in a really interesting position where they've they've got these players that are quite set in Cook and Root, Moanale, Anderson, Broad, 
and, and potentially Wogues, but he hasn't bowled a lot. Yeah. He hasn't toured Australia. Did he tour last time? I, I feel like it was Finn last time. Yeah, I don't think he Wogues. He played a couple last time. So you've got four players that have been here before and a, a, a relatively experienced. And Bearstow as well, but he was shocking last i think yeah. he played a couple of tests and didn't mm. do much but he's and come come a long way keeping last time no he wasn't yeah. it would have been prior yeah. i think so we have a, we have a really yeah. young english side coming to australia where conditions favor both bat and ball pretty evenly as opposed to england where they either favor the ball or get rained out <laughs> <laughs> so I can't see it being a particularly happy tour for them. I, I feel that there's a little bit of that 2013, 2014. Yeah, they feel, I mean, as much as like Australia kind of umming and ahhing with a few key selections, particularly Tim Payne, England just feel particularly their sort of middle order batting like they've just, they didn't, they didn't have a plan leading up to this because they've got Mark Stoneman, who I think has only played a couple of tests opening with Cook. Mm. I think he's he's in pretty good form and he's looked all right. James Vince at three, who I don't know much about. And then Milan at five. Uh, I think his name's David, but it's spelled with a W and I'm not sure how to pronounce <laughs> it. Uh, so I won't try until I hear. Clearly. <laughs> I won't try and pronounce it till I hear how Warney says it and then I'll just go with that. <laughs> well, no, Mike Clark is the, is the definitive pronunciation guy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're, they're three very inexperienced players to come to Australia for an Asher series. It seems like a massive gamble. Could go well, but I just... Australia's bowling is very, very good. And that probably comes a little bit into why Australia potentially picked Marsh for that number six position and Bancroft for that mm. opener, given that Bancroft doesn't have the experience and Sean Marsh does. And I can see if there was a batting collapse that you, you know, Voges was coming into that position a couple of years ago and mm. you're like, you still were like, he could be there. He could. Mm. He didn't really do it all that often, but you were you had a bit of hope about you. Whereas I think if Bancroft came in at six and England were on a roll, like there's nothing worse than facing James Anderson and Stuart Broad when they've got their tails up and conditions are favouring them. Like it is possibly the hardest, one of the hardest bowling attacks to face when it works in conditions that favour them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of caveats there. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that might be a little bit of why the Sean Marsh decision has come through. Mm -hmm. Do you rate, I mean, I, I think, I just feel that there's a lot of, like, that just Broad and Anderson is, they're just lightly overrated when they're playing outside of England. Yeah. I Other mean. Other than that one crazy ball that Anderson uh, bowled in the West Indies that hooped from four, four pitches wide <laughs> to bowl somewhere years, I don't think he's ever swung a ball outside of England. <laughs> James Anderson has to be the most overrated fast bowler going around, if not ever. Yeah. The, uh, the fact that he could potentially break Glenn McGrath's record or go past Glenn McGrath is possibly the biggest travesty in sport, if that occurs. Like, yeah, agreed. That's worse than Lance Armstrong. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Without a doubt. 
I don't know why you're laughing. <laughs> you know, you've got you've got bloody Pidge. Yeah. Amazing fast bowler. James Anderson, what's he ever done? He's just been the least crap English bowler. Like, how <laughs> yeah. many bowlers have come and gone in the time that he's been in that team? Yeah. It's just because he's kind of stayed fit and and he hoops it in England. Yeah. Like, so, he'll probably hoop the pink ball. That's the one test on the big... That's yeah. the test that everybody has mm. sort of yeah. predicted England are, have probably a better chance <clears> than Australia <throat> to win. Mm. Not knowing anything going into any of the matches, yeah. yep. England probably have the upper hand. Yeah, but even that said, we've got Mitchell Stark and and Pat Cummins who also swing the ball at mm. pace. Mm-hmm. So yep. I, I don't see I don't I don't see why that is so much of a England can. I think I think definitely it... going to beat Australia in Adelaide, especially when we have New Zealand. We had the New Zealand game that arguably had better swing bowlers than mm-hmm. like with Bolton. Uh, Saudi, Saudi, yeah, uh, arguably as good. Yeah, and I mean, it was a very interesting test match. Mm. The Australia won it, so. I think the concern <laughs> will always come back to that fragility of the Australian batting lineup. Yeah, uh, that particularly in that twilight session under lights with the pink ball, uh, if you are able to get through Stephen Smith, then what have you got left? Yeah. Um, well, I think that's a big if. The, the thing is that you could have been batting for, for two sessions before that anyway. So yep. you could have 250 on the board and you might get wrong for 300. Yep. But that's and a pretty average. good score in, and that's in a real, yeah, pink, yeah. pink ball tests. Yeah. So the, the average first inning score is 350. So if you end up batting the first two sessions and bat out that first 15 overs, the pink ball mm-hmm. dies. I feel like as well... Uh, I, I mean, I can't, I don't know this for sure, but I feel like Sean Marsh has done quite well against the pink ball in, in shield cricket and possibly even in, I'm not sure if he played against New Zealand and did quite well. I, can't I feel remember. like he did and he scored a 40 in, on the, in the last inning. He, he was like the mm. one batsman that yeah. kind of anchored it together. So maybe that's another reason that he's, yeah. he's been... So we're kind of piecing together this... Sean Marsh mystery. This puzzle, but yeah. That, frankly, is every Sean Marsh innings ever. What? It's either he's out for three runs or <laughs> he got about a 40 to possibly <laughs> save a game. I'm not sure if we're actually recalling a real test match or yeah, just, just kid- kind of the, the general vibe of Sean Marsh. <laughs> he sort of fell over like a giraffe standing for the first time <laughs> and was skittled for three. <laughs> or he kind of... He dug a fluent, in. <laughs> a fluent match-saving 40. Yeah, yeah all right. So you're, you're clearly the 95% of the public. Oh, see, I disagree. I, I'm, I'm in the 5% of Sean Marsh lovers <laughs> um, for no reason other than just... he plays for WA and he has a beautiful technique. Yeah. And, and frankly, he's a beautiful man. Big shoulders, big chest. <laughs> And apparently That's all that farm work, mate. Personality as well, <laughs> yeah. To Clarkie, yeah. So. I mean, he's a bit of a bogan. I've heard <laughs> yeah. but other than that, uh, uh, don't hold that against him. No. Nah. So, well, what are your predictions for the Thursday test? What, what, do you feel that England? Uh, this test in the last few years, where the last couple of tours has been a, a bit of a, a horrible one. For Australia, I think we lost the first one against them in 
forever at Brisbane a few years ago. Yeah, it was the first defeat in 18 years yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know whether that, that's, it's normally been like, yeah, we haven't lost there, so... Yeah, it's like the, the um, you know, oh, it's like Fortress, kind of the gabatoire, they yeah. call it, like mm. we always win there. And, um, who's going to win the toss? <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever dream about that, Brendan? The toss. Yeah. <laughs> dream about a toss. Um, no. Okay. That's, I don't know where to go there. Uh, is it going to be a pool? Are they, do they have a pool? Yeah, they're having the a pool. Here? I'm pretty sure the pool is there for the test. Okay, that's a bad, is it just that's a bad the omen. I feel like that was a like... No, it's just the Gabba. No, yeah, the Gabba. It's Gabba only. It's a bad omen, the pool. <laughs> the pool, yeah. you think? No, no, I'm not feeling good about the pool. <laughs> do you think... Is it only Australians that are allowed in the pool, or do you think we can have some pasty Englishmen in the pool? Oh yeah, oh, there'll be some sunburn ponds. In that <laughs> there'll be some um, rock lobsters after day two. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're, the weather is looking overcast for the first day. Does that? Do you think that? Overcast and probably about 4 million percent humidity. Mm-hmm. Did you check a weather app for that or did you just say okay. it's Brisbane yeah, and it's November? <laughs> it's like going to be overcast. about Short Marsh, I'm having a premonition about the, the weather on, on Thursday. No, I'm looking, I'm looking at the weather. Chance of rain on day three? Uh, no, if it goes to a fifth day, chance of rain. Okay. But I mean, it's Brisbane, so who knows? Yeah. It, it'll piss down from day two. Yeah. <laughs> So overcast, humid, could be a good toss to lose potentially. Then, do you think? Ooh. Ooh. Or do you think you just bat? I think you got to bat. Yeah, because yeah. it's I, I think the gather you just bat. Yeah, flatten out to buggery on day two, and then and then it gets a bit tricky towards the end. Yeah, yeah. Just much like every test. Yeah. <laughs> like, when you, when you have a toss and then someone wins it, and you're like, oh, they're going to bat a bowl. It's all. It's, it's like nine. 199 times out of a thousand they bat right it's like a yeah. freak pitch occasionally in india or like just ridiculous conditions where the ball's hooping around yeah 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 because you don't want to bat last that's the big yeah. thing that's yeah that's it's always tough so it's always tough <laughs> whoever wins the toss bats do you think it's going to be a bit I, I it's just one of those things how how can you you don't know what the pitch is like. You don't know what the weather's like. We know England are a bit crabbish. They win the toss on the first, the first, first test match, and then come out and score four hundred. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call it right now. Australia bat first, all out, approximately three fifty. <laughs> about, <laughs> about halfway through the middle se- uh, morning session of the second day. Yeah, Warner will score hundred in fifteen minutes, and then they'll they'll be done. Uh, Australia all out approximately 350 if they bat first and then you watch for Alistair Cook to come out and score a pretty classic between sort of 160 to 200 <laughs> setting them up for a 450 and then the pressure's on for the second dig is that, is that your and is I'll, that leave, your... I'll leave that right there <laughs> on the precipice I hate you Rhys I don't want to watch that test match <laughs> Oh, but you will. You <laughs> I will. know it will. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm predicting. I'm predicting a five. I'm five. I'm going. To, I'm going pitch. I'm five. <laughs> You're so five. Stand no. no chance. England stand no chance. James Anderson to retire <laughs> through the Perth Test. Will he be I the first it's one? Gonna be, it's going to be forty degrees in Perth, and he's going to be getting tonked, and he's just going to go. 
you know that's what? it i'm done lads uh when will they send the sos back to the motherland for ben stokes oh, the you, hero you beat me to it. I was <laughs> is there a quick word to her majesty to say that? pardon get, pardon benjamin for punching a war veteran yeah. get him out get him out to the colonies i was just i was trying to think of like you know was he after a free ticket to australia so he's trying to get himself a criminal record oh, it's good it's good I mean, I didn't quite formulate it enough to get there, but yeah, watch watch the Ben Ben Stokes on uh, that 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 uh, little story arc is not finished. He, he'll 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 be out for the one day as at least. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, they'll they'll definitely they'll if they lose the first two tests, he's on the next plane to Perth. Yeah. Where he'll yeah. They'll do they, do they give do. a criminal an Australian? citizenship as soon as he gets off the probably yeah just how's the the barmy army chance about this being a convict colony gonna go if they don't let him in so they'll have to stick that trumpet (laughs) (laughs) so you got anything anything in particular you're looking forward to in there i'm really looking forward to seeing pat cummins bowl uh in australia i think that's gonna be pretty great and word on the street is he's primed. Yeah. I've heard. I might be getting a lot of my, uh, my insider information from Cricket Australia. But apparently he's primed. I've heard he wants to do to the Poms what Mitchell Johnson yeah. did. Uh, so I believe that he will. Uh, and I think I saw him bowling with a mo. Yeah, wow. I was going to ask that. Have we done a moustache check on the, on the Test 11? Because James Sutherland always sports the world's most ridiculous Movember moustache. And there's always that party that says good on him as the head of the organisation for supporting the cause, but he looks like a tool. <laughs> Where are we at with the 11? Is anyone, I is anyone sporting a, a Mitchell Johnson-esque intimidating handlebar moustache? I haven't seen anybody yet. Um, I'm just trying to think. I think the only player I've seen training or anything is Davey Warner. Yeah, I don't like anybody oh. else on the side can grow a moustache. Yeah. Warner looks like Super Mario. That's that's the only problem with him <laughs> yeah. a moustache. And he's definitely not sporting it because they've seen the pictures of him holding his neck. Yeah. Yes. His, now his have we ever. Poor little neck. So yeah, I don't think I, th- I think I think Pat might have have one. Uh, yeah. But uh, I would imagine it might go. I think <laughs> he, if you've come out and said you're wanting to be, you wanted to be uh, Mitchell Johnson, and you come out supporting handlebars or anything resembling that, then you and might you might cop it if you go for a few and some tough stickers. <laughs> I might have seen him come out with a sleeve tat, yeah. <laughs> just one of those Just-tack. like uh, stocking ones. Yeah, from Red Dot. Yeah, perfect. So I don't, I don't. Other than James Anderson retiring, I don't really have any other predictions. But you know what I'm looking forward to is the inevitable Tim Payne second dig in Adelaide, gutsy 85 to win the game. Not going to be 100 because the scores aren't going to be big enough, but that'll be the moment that we say this selection was pure genius. That's, that's your headline. That's it. The... And he will, he will never go on to score a test 100, but everyone will remember the 85 that he dug in in Adelaide. <laughs> And won the match. Pain train delivers classy 85. There it is. That's what I'm looking forward to. The pain train. The, 
Adelaide advertising. <laughs> the the Tasmanian Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> Tasmanian fielder scores 85. <laughs> Australia. <laughs> Alright, so have you got anything else you want to go on with? Or you wanna, do you want to do you want to carry this podcast on for five days like, like a test match? <laughs> I, I, I could be here all week. <laughs> well, well we good. probably need a drinks break if we're yeah. going to do that. So I think we're calling drinks. I think um, the, the light is no longer supporting play. I think we'll get out of here. Um, don't know where you're going to find us yet. It'll be up on Facebook and we'll get some Twitter handle or Facebook or whatever, but it'll get pushed to you somehow, so keep an eye out for it. Are we on Stitcher? We will be on Stitcher. Wow. Um, Sick. So keep an eye out on your podcatcher and uh, give us a rate when you can. Um, enjoy the first test match and we'll be back in about seven days. Uh, I'd say about seven days. Yeah. 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 Craig David over here, seven days. (laughs) Check it out. (laughs) All right. Good night. Bye. Good night.